high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release, high in the heavens, yeah. low in the streets, yeah. above the clouds, yeah. soul in the beats, lost in the sunshine, where we should meet, yes. good vibration, rise and release. Blessings, bright and luminous ones, it's Mira and I'm back with another mini soul flow podcast for the podcast, Get Your Chit Together. So if this is your first time tuning in, and all returning listeners as well, welcome and thank you so much for listening. Please make sure to rate the podcast and subscribe to the podcast wherever you stream your podcast from. Also, be sure to tune in to past episodes in the archive. You can connect with me on social media at Get Your Chit Together on Facebook and Instagram, and at Chit Together on Twitter, and all of that information will be in the show notes. So let's dive right in. So this week, I wanted to talk about the importance of curating sacred space and altar spaces. I had a recent interaction with my eldest daughter where I was explaining this to her, but also I've had questions from just friends and family members around curating sacred space and altar spaces. And I wanted to share some of that information with you guys out there. If you're just wondering how to set up your space and you have questions about setting up altars and sacred spaces, I wanted to cover some really basic tips for doing that. So first of all, I want to say that when you go into this space of creating altars and setting up sacred space, that it's a mindful practice. It's one that you are called to be really engaged in. And I know that there's a lot of really beautiful photos of other people's altars and their sacred spaces that are super inspirational and might be something that you're vibing with. But it's really important to remember that as you're creating your own altar or space, that it needs to be something that's energetically yours and not necessarily a total reflection of somebody else's space and energy. So the first part of creating your sacred space or your altar is to really be clear on what the intention of the space or the altar is that you're being called to create. To have an understanding of what you're physically using to create the space or the altar, as in like, what are you bringing into the space and why are you bringing those certain things in to create that space? And this translates into not only a mindful practice, but also a practice that's energetic in nature. Because everything is vibrational. And when we begin to physically place things into our sacred space or altars, we have an awareness, we must have an awareness that they carry a vibration that's all their own. And so we have to be cognizant in asking the questions of what is the vibration of the thing or the things that I'm bringing into my sacred space or putting on my altar? And how is that in alignment to the original intention that I set out when I began creating this space or this altar? We have to be aware of what the energy signatures are of the things that we're using to create our space, because essentially we're creating almost these energy vortices or energetic spaces that have this ability to attract and repel and hold on to certain vibrations, energies, and resonances. So it's really important that we are conscious in asking these questions of what we're bringing into the space and why. So another piece of the process is to keep the space clear from clutter. And part of this is really taking care of if we are mindfully practicing our awareness 
regarding what we're bringing into the space and why we're bringing those things in. Because when we're not conscious and we're not asking those questions, it's really easy for the energy of our space or our altar to become really cluttered and also really scattered and going in a lot of directions. And then it becomes this place or this space or this thing that doesn't feel good to be around or to be in. And that's really easy for that to happen. And it's happened to me and other people when we begin to create these spaces or these altars out of impulse and like pure desire. And we're not asking the questions of how does this feel in this space? What vibration does this stone carry? Why am I bringing this statue into this space? What does it reflect about the intention? So we really have to be really mindful and really engaged in what we're bringing into the space to make sure that it's clutter free. And like I said, this step is really taken care of when we're consciously engaged in what we're bringing into the space and why. And so this piece of keeping the space clear and clutter-free also ties into this conscious uh, spending practice, if you will, having a level of engagement as to what you're buying and why you're buying it. So we get to dig deep and we get to ask these questions. We've got this uh, desire to keep this space clutter-free. So as we're going out and buying things and purchasing things that we want in this uh, sacred space or on this altar, we get to ask the questions of like, what is this of service to? What energies does it hold? What does it reflect about my initial intention for this space? Is it in alignment with my values and my intentions and the energy that I'm seeking to create in this space? And so it extends further into that practice with our money and our resources uh, as we use them to create and build into these spaces and these altars that we're setting up. And it's really another important piece because let's be honest, nobody wants to be in a space that doesn't feel good. And so it's really important that we're mindful of all of these steps so that we're creating a sacred space that is one that we have a desire to be in and that we have a level of connectivity to. And that is really authentic to our beings because there are plenty of spaces that don't feel that way. So it's really imperative that we're, we're engaged in the process in that respect so that we're creating something that's authentic and feels really good. So I just went over four steps and I'll list those out again. But I want to say the thing that I love about these four steps is that as we're creating these sacred spaces and even just an altar, we're doing this on a small scale, like very tangible level. And when we can master this skill set in that respect, it gives us the momentum to be able to exercise the skill set as we tend to the sacred space that is our being, right? That is the temple that our soul occupies, we get to ask these same questions by cultivating a level of awareness and engagement as to how we're tending to the space that our souls are occupying. And so the first question that we get to ask is, what is my intention for this being? Just like we asked, what is the intention for this altar or this sacred space I'm curating? What is my intention for this being? that my soul is occupying? How do I want to move through the world? What is my uh, intention for how I want to feel as I'm moving through the world? The second question we get to ask is, what am I bringing into or putting into my body and on my body, the sacred space that is my body? Just like we were asking the question for our own altar spaces in our sacred space, physical sacred space that surrounds us. What am I bringing into this space? Why am I bringing it in here? Is it in alignment with my intention 
that I initially had. And then third, we're getting to have this conscious practice of keeping the space clear and free of clutter. And we get to do that not only with our altars, but also with our beings. And then finally, it really flips over again into a level of having engagement with what we're directing our resources. And so with the sacred space that we create and with the altar space that we create, what are we spending our time and our money on to bring into the space? And when we talk about our being, what are we devoting our energy, our time and our money on? What are we allowing to occupy spaces within our being, spaces within this temple that our soul is in? What are we allowing to utilize the resources uh, that we have? And what does that reflect about me? What does that reflect about my soul? What does that reflect about my initial intentions? It's all these beautiful levels of engagement. So as I said earlier, I had an interaction with my eldest daughter and we were decluttering some of our space that we share together as a family, like collectively our sacred space in our home and in our entire home is sacred space of course, but there's a particular space that we dedicate for like meditation and yoga altars and things of that nature. So we were sitting around clearing out this space and I had noted that it had been quite a bit of clutter that had accumulated in the space, mainly kid stuff, but there were some things for my partner and myself. And so in removing some of the things I got to explain to my daughter, well, both of them, because they were both present, how our ritual container for our sacred space works, right? And and I also got to extend the invitation for them to share the responsibility in maintaining its integrity by asking those questions, by sitting with those and establishing some core values and rules for the space so that they had an understanding of how it worked and so that it operated at its highest vibrational level and, and integrity. And so it's been really a great teaching to share with them because not only has it been about our sacred space and our altar space at home, the skill set that they develop is going to extend over into how they interact and respect somebody else's sacred space and altars, whether it's a room, whether it's a physical altar, whether it's somebody else's home, how they're engaging with that. And more importantly, somebody else's body or their physical being, how they're interacting with another person's temple that their soul is moving in the world through. So it's really much bigger than just the sacred space that we're cultivating at home and the altar space. And finally, just for myself and reflecting on all of this, it's just a beautiful invitation to connect and engage from a really conscious and aware place with my own being and to teach my kids how to do the same and just working around setting up sacred space and altar spaces. So I just have really appreciated that teaching and I hope that you all appreciate it as well and happy uh, cultivating and curating of your sacred spaces and altar spaces and may all of the skills that you're developing in the process of tending to those spaces and those altars translate into how you tend to the altar of the being that you're occupying. Because the most important altar that you were, you will ever kneel at the foot of is going to be the being that you are occupying right now. The sacred vessel that has been gifted to you, your higher self that lives within that is going to be the most, most important sacred space that you occupy and most important altar that you'll kneel before. And so one more time, the steps are, what is the intention? 
The second step is asking the question of what am I bringing into this space and why? And is it in alignment with the intention that I set out with? The third step is asking the question of if I'm keeping this space clear and free of clutter. And then the fourth and final step is asking the question of what am I directing my resources, whether it's time or money, what am I directing those onto to build into this space? And what do those investments and things or whatever it is that I'm bringing into the space reflect about the state of the space, the quality of the space, and the alignment of the space? What do those things that I'm investing time, money, and resources into say about my current alignment? So I hope this podcast finds you all well. And until we meet again, may you all have health in the body and peace in the mind.